I'm sorry, but I had to. I was jamming to that before I actually started the podcast, so why not let everyone in and, you know, showcase my um, mixing skills. Back to the intro before I actually embarrass myself even more than I should. Welcome to Hashtag with Joe. I'm Joe, a tomboyish introverted teen and a freshman at university. Tune in to listen to the ups and downs of my everyday life as well as my fondness for my hobbies. I'll still try to get my life together. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Hashtag with Joe. Hope you're all having, you know, a safe moment in your house, okay? That, that, that was very long to say. I hope you're all staying safe inside your houses, wearing masks when you go out, and make sure that you're, like, taking the vaccine when it comes out and stuff like that. No, the vaccine isn't out yet, but um, as far as I know in our country, the frontliners are actually taking it up. So we can expect schools, colleges, everything to open up pretty soon, at least in my country. But I think other countries have already started up the opening process. Well, um, where have I been for the past few weeks when I said on New Year's that I'll record every now and then? Well, things came up. I had a lot of assignments to do and stuff to catch up on. I wasn't sure how far I'd continue with my podcast, but now I'm actually learning more on the pre-recording basis and what to talk about. And one thing that hit my mind throughout this entire month was not reflecting on what I did and what I'm doing, but to more like talk about on the present. Um, A lot of us have this like section of anxiety so uh i'd like to go a little bit more in depth on that section for me i am an infj and that obviously means that i am of course a real personality but i have a lot of anxiety issues um and that doesn't come about just because of my personality there are a lot of other things that are linked with that too but um in general with my anxiety There are things that I have to think about, like, you know, prioritizing work, talking to friends, and, you know, keeping my mental health in check and in balance. Uh, The thing that I lack on with keeping my mental health in check and in balance is when I kind of, you know, get too attached to, you know, a section of things. And although I am trying to eliminate that, um, it's not, you know, the best right now. Like, it's taking time, but it is working. Uh, I know that it is working because I can see a little bit of improvement. But um, as far as it's going, I'm not sure how far it is going. But I know it'll take time. It's not like Rome was built in a day so my mental health can, you know, be stable within a day. That's not possible. But uh, I have learned to, um, you know, differentiate stuff, make sure that I put myself first, 
and I also think twice or thrice about things and process them and make sure I have time for everything which I didn't you know make a priority previously um it I did make time for everything but the one thing that I didn't like make time for was separating myself from the world in terms of mental health I always tried to make sure that I was always occupied in sure in check so that I wouldn't have to like think over and let my mind wander but sometimes when I let my mind wander it does you know bring back something else something more different each time I let it wander and when I allow that to happen it's it's not something that I'd actually you know be happy with doing but it is something that I would actually want to do because with the new thoughts that I jot down in my brain I explore a new dimension in my mental health and I can see where I'm going wrong So one analogy that I'd like to express when it comes to this section is when it was an emotional investment with a few friends of mine. I I don't know why, but when I'm really comfortable with someone, I kind of put a lot of attachment into the friendship, whatever relationship I'm in, and that does cost me a bit when I can't feel the reciprocation happening every single day. I know that the other person isn't going to run away and they're going to be there, but there's that feeling of anxiety that hits me every now and then. And it's not the greatest, but when I sit down and I think about my mental health and I think that, okay, um, it's not necessary, I should learn how to love myself first before I actually, you know think twice on having someone, you know, come back and care for me and everything because I need to take care of myself first before I put anyone else. And uh, with occupying myself, occupying myself was a good thing. But um, the bad part is I always did it until the point where I get exhausted. And that's not right. When I occupy myself, I have to make sure that I'm occupying myself not just academically or work-wise, but also mentally, and I make sure that I keep my mind calm. One thing that I always tried was to, you know, use music to keep me sane all the time. That does work on a lot of fronts, but it doesn't work on sometimes too. Also, um, reading, drawing, blogging, podcasting, anything. Well, in one way it is fun, in one way it is work. But when I occupy myself with it, I sometimes tend to go too deep and I make sure that um, I cover all my fronts and everything and make sure it's perfect and that does take some time. But what I've learned when I do that is that I overexert pressure on it and that's wrong. I need to make sure that when I'm doing it, I'm feeling not just engaged, but I'm also feeling warm and happy inside that I'm doing something like that. And with my podcast uh, and my blog, I did feel the amazing warmth every time I posted a new episode, but there were some things that held me back. And I realized that giving importance to things that hold me back is wrong because... Yeah, it's not like, it's not wrong, nor is it right either. It's just that 
I I can I can like you know put, prioritize my blog and podcast first and gain happiness from it because I'm the one doing it and when I put things on an external force on a pedestal and put priorities to them first and wait for them and make sure they hold me back that's not going to work out right um I th- this would actually seem a really com- you know extremely complicated to anyone who's actually listening but to put it in simpler terms um if you have an external force like say a friendship or um talking with someone or anything that you like but requires a third person acting on it holding you back from doing things that you love like for example doing a bar podcast i mean both of them are equally fun both of them are equally fine but you kind of prioritize the third person force over you because you can't love yourself that is where i'm going with this that is what i'm saying is wrong that is why I'm saying you guys have to not do that and do the reverse instead. When you do the reverse, you feel warm inside and you feel happy. And at the end of the day, you feel like you've accomplished something. And it feels much better to do that first instead of this first. This is not wrong. It's not wrong, but you can't expect it to like be you know, a routine every day. You can expect it to be a routine for some period of time. But then one day, everything has to fall into place. People have lives things have to go in their own course but when you are the one who has to act on something then it's all on you you get to choose whether you want to do it or not and you get to choose when you want to do it too and with that you know thought process in mind it 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 makes you you know feel more happy and serene that you actually accomplish something and not just accomplish something it makes you feel content that your mental health has done something engaging and you feel loved and happy for something that you did and not something that somebody else did Uh, it took me a while to understand that balance it took me a lot of time to understand that balance but i'm slowly working towards that balance and that balance is kind of you know keeping my anxiety in check as well with that balance keeping my anxiety in check uh, I, I find it a little bit more easier to like socialize and connect with people. I'm not towards the stage of like connecting with people all the time every time yet. That is something that is not actually happening. But I, I can kind of like, you know, cross the stage of comfortably talking. And I've seen that change and it, it makes me feel a bit more happier. Uh, I've learned to like accept and grow and that that change is a bit more you know i don't know it feels more of a change than something that is you know should have been there years ago everyone go grows like in their own course and um you you'd also grow in your own course too so even if you can't implement the change that i said right now take your time think over it and do it when you want to nobody's forcing you nobody's saying that you shouldn't do it or you should it's something to like you know ponder and think about it's like food for thought so podcast for thought learn how to love yourself first before you love everyone else i think that's it for my monologue on loving yourself i'm not the best at talking about you know self-love and everything yet because i'm trying to undergo a phase where i can comfortably talk about such things and you know come out about it 
I think I'd like to thank my podcast for, you know, being able to comfortably talk about certain stuff with, like, you know, regards to mental health. Because um, with, you know, psychology, which I've really loved uh, for a really long period, um, I have never been able to, like, you know, openly come out to the world and say, I have anxiety issues, here we go. Um, and my podcast helped me do that. Um, it, it, it was something that I didn't expect. And um, I, one day I just sat down with the microphone and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And today, once again, I'm sitting down with my microphone, and I'm like, let's talk self-love. So here we go. Um, It might seem complicated as you listen to my podcast right now, like as in this section of me talking self-love. But the key takeaway is learn to love yourself by doing things that you like doing instead of doing things that third force, external force, or somebody else would have to, like, you know, help you out with. When you do things that you love, you're showing yourself indirect self-love, and you feel satisfied at the end of the day. So waiting for that friend to, like, text you, chat you, chat to you, or talk to you. That's kind of, like, a tangent that would work. I mean, it works 98% of the time. I'm not saying it doesn't. Sometimes there are things that would happen. Unexpected things would happen, and they change. So when they change, you need to make sure that you have something else that backs you up. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that was kind of pretty deep on the whole love yourself for yourself and do things that you love thing. Um... Yeah, I have the way with, you know, going through a complex of words and then trying to get my meaning straight, so we'll fix that. But um, with regards to what I've been doing, um, I've had a lot of, you know, free time now, like right now now. So um, I'm recording and I'm doing a bit more blog posting, like I've been making more drafts, they'll come out soon. Um... And I have been exploring new platforms, uh, one of them being Reddit. Um, a lot of people have told me that Reddit is like the home of memes and a little bit of Discord as well. So with Reddit being the home of memes, I have been doing a little bit of exploring as to like, you know, looking into it and checking what like memes are like, you know, um are up and stuff like that like the bernie meme and the ufc memes and all the unwanted stuff because apparently to my friends i have been quoting memes without their knowledge like without the knowledge that the meme exists like the noted meme so and the art meme that anything can be art but bob here created has not created art bob created the opposite of art or bob created a masterpiece (laughs) those are really funny but um with that exploration underway i've also seen our battle station subreddit and that's really cool i've got a dual monitor set up with two speakers an echo show 8 and a jbl flip 4 along with my microphone over here 
connected to my pc and all i need is just some rgb to get it going <laughs> and a lot of people are like uh you you don't have to go and search up there because you already have the setup so why the heck do you want to do that that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of like yeah i get it but then i still want it because i want it like i want it i got it i want it i got it <laughs> ah um shows books and anime well you can see that i've kind of gone into the 90s relapse of friends and how i met your mother and all the classics but um that song kind of like resonated what i wanted to say um i'll be there for you meaning um you'll be there for yourself you're you're trying to you know make sure you're being there for you not for anyone else so i'll be there for you na, 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 na. okay yeah l l let's just cue out my singing because it's cool um anime i've been recently watching this one called orasuki and attack on titan both of them are really cool um, attack of titan is all more action and suspense thriller orasuki is a rom-com maybe it's 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 got the humor so we're watching it um books i read the miss peregrine series i also read this one called love boat taipei um another book that i read was called the library of lost things i think yeah that one and um this one called thin girls by diana clark so with thin girls i've I've always wanted to make an episode on, you know, eating habits, even though I don't have them. Like, I'm not qualified to make an episode on anorexia and overeating and all of that because I'm not someone with the experience and I'm someone who does skip meals, but not because I'm anorexic. Don't get me wrong. It's just I don't feel like eating, so I just skip them and that's unhealthy. But um, the book revolves around two girls, um, twins actually, but the amount of mental health that they go through is very extreme. Rose is Rose, one of the twins, and Lily, the other twin. So Rose and Lily Winters. Rose is connected to Lily in a way that goes beyond compare, like Owl City. Um, okay, back to topic, but... Uh, Rose is connected to Lily in a way that nobody else would connect. Like, it's like soulmates, twins situation. And she'd do anything for Lily. And at one point, Rose stops eating just to fit into Lily's clique. And Lily starts eating and tries to get her life out beyond a clique. And when she does that, it becomes even more drastic to say that they're falling apart they're kind of like you know splitting into two different identities and rose becomes an anorexic patient and has to go to a rehab center lily goes to top of her class um goes to college becomes a kindergarten teacher and in the end starts dating older men and gets into problems of her own because she overeats. Um, 
because of the imbalance, Rose kind of finds out what happens to Lily later on and tries her best to save Lily from whatever is going on in her life and realize that she needs to be there. The ending is kind of absurd, but the entire book kind of made me cry within the first 30 pages because of what Rose and Lily were going through. Like, the amount of anxiety Rose was going through kind of made her anorexic, and I kind of really felt bad for that because the anxiety part was actually really relatable. Love Boat Taipei was um, a romantic humor story, I think. Um, it's about conservative family in which ever Wong lives, and she's supposed to break all those norms. And the love boat, which is the camp which she is sent to, is kind of like a meet and greet for all girls and boys of teenage years, like all teens to like you know come over and meet and greet and fall in love. That's kind of the concept. And the teens call it Love Boat instead of the original name. So when she's sent to Taipei to learn culture, she ends up coming to a meet and greet market. And as she breaks each and every single conservative rule that has been put for her, she realizes that, you know, there are some rules that should have to, you know, break to become herself. And it, it becomes a conflict. But there's a lot of humor and a lot of, you know... I don't know, it, it, it's got a weird plot, but it's got a lot of humor, so weird plot plus humor is great story in my terms. I liked it, so we went with the flow. Um, Miss Peregrine series, how do I describe that one? That's actually horror, so if you're not into horror, I just don't read it. Um, it's got, like, a weird plot where, like, a special set of children are put in a home, like, they have special features levitating um one year you know the defects are kind of horrifying come under the horror department so it it would like seem abnormalities to the characters in the book to you it might sound creepy if you're not a horror person so but the pictures and the explanations given for each of them are really really nice so if you like those go and have a look there's a movie for it as well which i didn't know about Speaking of movies, To All the Boys has finally got its third and final part. Any thoughts about it? Um, I found the first part to be really nice, the second to be a bit boring, and the third... I don't think I'll be watching the third after what happened in the second. I mean, the books were great, don't get me wrong. The books were great, the ending was complicated in the books itself, so... I don't think I will actually be watching the third part. Um, also, the other thing that came about on Netflix was Bridgerton. Everyone has been obsessed with Bridgerton. Um, but um, I watched mainly for like Penelope and Elo Eloise. Um, but the entire season was dedicated to Daphne, which I later then knew that isn't just for Daphne, but each book is about each character, and Eloise and Penelope would be getting their own books. But um, I think I kind of was able to like pull through until the sixth or seventh episode. I think the ending was disappointing. I don't know. Like for me, I found this a lot. Like if I really like a book, the ending becomes disappointing for me. 
people love endings of great books. I just don't. I just find the ending to be like surprisingly disappointing for me. Um, a few of them have made the mark, but I just don't know. I'd, I'd rather rewrite the ending myself. Just grab the pen and write the ending my own terms instead of like going along with the ending. Like, what are stars? The ending didn't have to be that Augustus had to die. Why couldn't, you know, Hazel die? Or why couldn't Hazel have something even worse than Augustus and then whether than part ways? No, Augustus had to die and then Hazel had to like feel bad for it and then Augustus had to sit and write an ending for her. And that that's really emotional. Um, it took it took a lot of time for me to come to terms with it. Divergent, Triss had to die. Why did Triss had to die? Like, I get that she died. I didn't want her to die that way. That's all. And then Four had to just go and jump on the zip line and get over his fear of heights just because Triss would have wanted that. That that that's even more of a subtle ending that I never liked. I don't know. I just. It's an unpopular opinion. We'll just leave it at that. Finally, with music, um, I'd say uh, I have been exploring a lot of genres. And people think I'm really dedicated <laughs> with the looks of my Spotify. But um, I've been in a rock music for a really long time, which I haven't like revealed a lot until like recently in the podcast. But... I listen to a lot of rock music and jazz, like rock, progressive, punk, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all of them are like my thing. That EDM, jazz, lo-fi, hip-hop, um, instrumental jazz, um, ASMR music, well yeah, lo-fi, so. Yeah, those four are kind of like my primary music, I'd say. That's like my primary top genre that I listen to. And I've been making like, I've been like collecting playlists from Spotify and making playlists on them. And I I just randomly let them play on my Flip 4 every day or on my Echo every day. And it feels so great to just wake up to those, you know, beats and, you know, reminisce my day through them. They're just really fun. And there's those, you know, jam moments where I'd have to, like, grab the microphone and be like, nah, 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 or, or play that guitar solo with my flip four and have fun. Kind of, kind of relaxing, kind of enjoyable. Uh, the blog hit 75 followers. I'm really thankful for everyone who reads and subscribes to it. Thank you so much. Uh, let's hope. And as for the podcast, we reached five countries. Wow. <laughs> I didn't expect that. But uh, I'd like to, you know, make a greater reach and help everyone out with their own mental problems and their own mental issues. Uh, I, I think I'd like to, you know, end this off with the happy note here and hope you all enjoyed the episode. Um, queuing the outro shortly. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my blog, which is www.innovativeideals.com, and follow my Instagram handle, which is at innovative underscore ideals. Also, make sure to click that follow button to get notified when the next episode comes out. My Spotify account is always linked in the podcast description in case you'd like to have a look. Until next time, peace.